This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. It's on its way. There it goes. And the Yankees are going All right, sorry about that. Had a little bit of a delay there. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and you are listening to episode 380 of BD4. Now, really quickly, gonna let you know this episode, uh, we had a, obviously, as you can tell by the title, uh, we're having a guest on the show. Actually, we just finished the interview with him, our conversation rather. I had Leo back on the show. Leo's been on the show. A number of times he's from say no more podcast has his own show where he talks really about anything sports life uh tv and movies entertainment stuff like that anything uh, but tonight leo and i talked about the most recent ufc pay-per-view we went and recapped and um gave our opinions on 275 which took place this past Saturday, as I am recording, it's Monday, June 13th. As you are listening to this, it's probably Tuesday, June 14th. Um, so Leo joined us just a couple of minutes ago. We finished our conversation. We talked about it. UFC 275 ran through it, uh, discussed really the final three fights on the main card uh, because I was busy for the prelims and didn't get to see much of the first two fights. But we, we ran through the uh, the last three fights on the main main card, and we you know had a good conversation about it, man. We talked about the Ioana fight, talked about Zay, uh, what's next for Zhang Wei Li, and talked about Ioana's legacy. We went, went over the Valentina versus Santos fight, talked about you know maybe Valentina has some holes in her game now. Talked about what's next for Valentina. Um, talked about the toughness of Santos. We went over the main event, of course, which was. Um, Following the co-main, uh, which was Glover, Glover Teixeira and um, Yiri. Um, and that was a war. Uh, now, Leo says he saw the fight when he got home. I guess he watched the recap or something. But I saw the fight live. and Because um, he was here on the phone when, when it was live. So I guess he saw he caught the recap after. Um, but it was, a, it was a hell of a fight. Heck of a main event. Probably one of the better light heavyweight title bouts you're going to see. Um, I mean, and that's not an exaggeration. It was absolute chaos. Just two sluggers slugging. The jujitsu was great. Yiri being able to escape some of those locks. Glover Teixeira being able to last that long at 42. And 
unfortunately ran out of gas there in the final 30 seconds, but talked about that. Um, and, and yeah, talk about what's ahead for the UFC. So we're going to get right into it. Um, first, we'll head to break. We'll get to our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day, and then we'll get right into the episode. So hope you guys enjoy Leo and I's conversation. But first, let's get to break, and then we'll get to our trivia to start things off. Hey, guys. So I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast, and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the channel grow, and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So, if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone, and I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram at Rob J Carbone. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to episode 380, 380 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now too. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on weekends. This episode, MMA Saturday, doing UFC 275 recap with Leo Rodriguez. Leo came on the show and did a quick interview with us for about 30-something minutes. Um, And we're going to get to that as soon as we start this episode off with our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. It's time! All right. So our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day for episode 380 is how many Fight of the Night awards has Frankie Edgar won throughout his career? How many Fight of the Night awards 
has Frankie Edgar won throughout his career? So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. And if you get the answer correct, I will give you a shout out on the next episode. If you get the answer incorrect, but you at least attempt to guess the answer, I will let you know what the answer is in the next episode. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And we're going to get right into the episode right now. Again, this is my buddy Leo and I discussing the events of uh, UFC 275. In particular, the final three fights of UFC, UFC 275, which took place on Saturday. Saturday the 11th. And as you're listening to this, it's June 14th, Tuesday. Maybe Monday, June 13th, if I can get this up in time as I'm recording. But most likely this episode should be released early morning, June 14th, Tuesday. But without further bullshit from me, let's dive right into the show. Let's get to the conversation that Leo Rodriguez and I had talking UFC 275. Hope you guys enjoy it. Yo. What's up, dude? What up? What up, bro? <laughs> How's it going? What up, what up, bro? Everything good? Yeah, man. I'm excited. Where are you at? I'm at my house, my room. Oh, in your room, huh? Yeah, studio doesn't have good internet, so I, I gotta work oh, on yeah? it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, That's not good. No, it's not good at all. Right. Are you watching this game? Uh, I I always miss the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's like a superstition I got. Okay, <laughs> well, it's a good thing you're not. Oh well, now I really don't want to watch the game now. Yeah, well, sorry. Um, <laughs> I just saw the score. Yeah, <laughs> she saw the score. Uh, yeah, I I had a feeling they were gonna lose. I told you, dude. After they lost Game Four, it was it. I said the Warriors are going to win the series, and it's they're going to the win first quarter. Though, come on, uh, it's twenty-eight to four. Twenty-eight to was it twenty-four to eight? That's that's steep. They're home too, man. Golden State is shit's over, dude. It, it, it's going to six. Like either it's going to six or it's going to seven. They're losing in San Francisco. Like there's no way. Mm-hmm. I think the Celtics blew it after Game Four because, like, they had the lead at Game Four, Game Four, and then they blew it. Yeah. Like, granted, Steph had an incredible game, but right. again, you're the best defense, quote unquote, in the league, and you allow one player to have forty-two points and literally smoke you. And they haven't held the Warriors to 90 points. I think they only held them to one game at 90 points. The rest have been all 100. So it's like... That's difficult to do. Yeah. Yeah, so can't be the best defense if you can't help, help hold the, the other team. Um, so I figured we only go about 30 minutes. I don't have too much time. So if that's all right with you. That's fine by me. You just got to... You just got to let me know uh, when is the time limit you want, and then we just go. Yeah, we'll finish up around 10, a little earlier maybe. All right, that's fine. All right. 
All right, bro. So, like, I mean, obviously, you you were you were on the phone, so I don't know if you went back and watched those final two fights. They were really good. Well, I saw I well I saw the the main event with you, but uh, I missed the main dude. Event. The main event was electric. Yeah. Oh, but I want to start because we were watching the uh, Joanna fight. I guess we'll start there because you saw that one. Yes. That was good, man. Um, obviously, you know, Zhang Weili defeats her uh, with a round two TKO or KO spinning back fist. What do you think about that fight? You know, Joanna's coming off two years layoff. Uh, she's almost 35 years old. You know, Coming in in excellent shape, um, but you know, what are your what are your overall thoughts on that fight? Because I thought it was a very it was an exciting fight. Well, I'll be sincere with you. I think um, I thought it was going to be a de- a decent fight because the first one was so classic, right? Like the first one was a classic. It was an epic one. Like literally, Joanna Joanna literally had to wait two years to fight again. Yeah. She had severe head trauma and severe head injuries dealing with that. And also the fact that she is getting older and she dealt with a lot. And, you know, following her in her career, I mean, I'm a big fan of hers. Seeing yeah. her, her career has done, it was kind of, I was kind of surprised seeing her going to fight this one. And the fact that it was Zhang Weili, which I understand like Dana like wants to get a rematch of, of that, of that classic. But I always knew that Zhang Weili was going to win that fight because Zhang Weili has been more active. And when you're when you don't fight for a certain amount of time, you get rusty. Now, granted, Joanna had a rough had a rough first half, first round. Second round, she was starting to do a little bit better. She was starting to defend a little bit more. She was starting to grapple a little bit better on Zhang. But Zhang Weili looked like she has been training very hard on changing her game, changing her, her her combos, changing everything about what she's all about. Because that spinning fist, back fist, yeah. was so unexpected. I know Zhang Weili is a badass and she can knock somebody out, no problem. But I did not expect that to come in her arsenal. And she just, that was nasty. That was absolutely nasty. And it was... Uh, it was awesome to watch that because I was just like, wow, that was nasty. And that probably will be knockout of the year, in my opinion. Right? Yeah, I mean, she, she she's very dangerous, Whaley. I mean, she's she's a much improved fighter now. I know she's you know struggled twice against Rose, but she's legit in that weight class. And, and she definitely matured as a fighter this time around. She looked so much better and just under under control and much more composed. But um, yeah, it was a hell of a fight for her. I think, you know. Joanna tried to switch up the strategy this time around, being that it went from a five to a three round fight. Maybe she got a little yeah. bit, you know, lit up with that strategy. But yeah, I just, you know, it's, it's, yeah, like you said, it was kind of expected to see Wei Lee win. Two years is, is a long time. And again, Joanna's 35 soon. But yeah, she retires after the fight. And I mean, she leaves behind an excellent legacy. Does I think she definitely does. I think it's uh, she's definitely the pioneer of of the strawweight division. You know, obviously she's had battles with with Valentina in the past. She's had battles with with Greg. yeah. She won she won five rounds with Valentina if I remember correctly. 
Yeah, she 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 was like Joanna in her prime. It, she was dominant. She was boogie very, woman. She was yeah. She was the boogie woman. She was she was nasty. I mean, I remember for me the best memory of Joanna was when she fought Claude uh, Godella and and they had the uh, Ultimate Fighter. Yes. They, they had they they coached the Ultimate Fighters. Um, that was a good one because Joanna is the master of of mental warfare you know she just absolutely got into the, everybody's head she was very good at that and she and she knew how to get it like the only person that she couldn't break through was rose yeah. and zhang Li, and realistically as well even though i think she won the first fight in my opinion um but it was a hell of a fight uh a hell of a hell of a career for her i'm very sad that she had to like end her career that way, but it's. I kind of had a feeling that she was done after this fight, but I'm very I mean, proud of her. I was very proud, of her. yeah. I mean, I mean, when you're 35 and you face plant the canvas, it's probably best to you know to retire after that. I mean, that's tough. You're you're human, and yeah, but you know, Rob, some, sometimes in this sport, it is very tough to you know, let it go. No, I mean, she has plenty left in the tank. She came into great shape in this fight. I mean, she looks great, but we are all human. And, and you know, I think that I, I would agree with her decision. I mean, it's she wants to start a family, she says. She wants to do a lot of things in life. She's got hobbies, passions she wants to pursue. So, yeah, man, she leaves behind a great resume. Five-time title defender. Uh, she's beaten yeah. Andrade, uh, dominated Esparza before Jessica Pena. Pena. Pena uh, defeated, what's the chick's name? Carolina. I mean, she's, you know, Tisha Torres. She's got a lot of wins, impressive she's, wins. She's got, she's got the best the resume that she's yeah. ever bought. So won. do you think she's, um, I mean, she's, what do you put her, we're going to start with, with her division, strawweight fighters of all time. Do you put her one above Rose? Absolutely. By a okay. mile. I think Rose Namajunas is a great. I wouldn't say by a mile, but I would, I mean. Oh, I think it's a mile. Like Joanna's fought Joanna's fought much more tougher fights than than Rose. So, and Rose, one of the problems is Rose sometimes. Like I know you like her a lot as a fighter and, and as a person. But, I like both. But I think the problem with Rose is sometimes Rose is not consistent enough when she is the champion. When she is the contender, she's excellent. She's tremendous. But as a contender, she's lost the belt a bunch of times. And that is an issue with Rose. With with Joanna, Joanna lost the, the belt to a to one of the to one of the best ever, right? So like in a way, it's tough. You know, like Rose, Rose is great. Is great, but Joanna is the better overall fighter. She has the better resume, and in my books, she is the most intimidating one in the strawweight division. She knocked through a lot of people. She was a terrifying fighter when she first came up into the UFC. When that was that was around, like when Ronda was on her way out, she was kind of like the next generation. I mean, she was cardio machine, the volume, the ability to move. She was just terrifying. She was a savage the way she walked around with that confidence. I mean. So where do you put her? All right. So you got a number one strawweight. Where do you put her um, in like in your rankings of women's MMA fighters all time? Do you go top five, top 10? She's definitely top five. Yeah. 
I think you have to put Amanda. Uh, uh, well, you know what? I think Amanda gets number one just because of her resume. Valentina, too. Yeah. Uh, three would probably be Ronda. And, and, and a lot of people are going to tell me, why is Ronda that high up? Uh, transformed. Mm-hmm. That's what. You know, nobody paid attention to the women's division. Okay. Yeah. Ronda, Ronda put everybody on notice for the women's for the women's division. Then a lot of people started saying, you know, Amanda, Valentina, and everything. But Ronda was the most important figure in women's mixed martial arts. Absolutely. And, and, and then I would probably put then I probably put Joanna and then probably Cyborg or Tate, maybe. Oh, you know what? That's tough. Put Cyborg at four, and I put Yuana at five. I like that. So you got Yuana five, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. And she, it's I'm happy for her. You know, she looks happy. I was watching the her uh, press fight or post fight uh, press conference. She's she's good. She's in a good state of mind. Uh, she's very emotional right now. But yeah, man, it was good. It was good to see her uh, happy. Kind of got I kind of got emotional when she said she wanted to start a family. Yeah, man. That was great. Because I, I can imagine her 20 years of just sacrificing her body, sacrificing her, her time, her everything. Yeah. I also made a funny joke. You were there when we said that she wanted to start a family, and I said, I'll help her. Oh, so, there you go. Yes. <laughs> there, there it is. Just, I don't care at this point. If you I said, I, I don't care at this point. I literally, if 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 I have to be inside of you on a uh, oh check, I'll do it. But um, no, for sure, great person, great legend. I love mm-hmm. her. This is uh, she's one of my favorites to watch, and I'm gonna miss her. I, and I've watched the sport for now for a long time, and um, mm-hmm. she's definitely one of my favorites that I've watched. Yeah, I I agree. Um. So I don't know how much you saw of that Valentina fight, but it was unbelievable. I, I, mean, I saw the whole thing. I thought that was- I mean, it was a fight that maybe showed Valentina is human, you know, uh, not perfect. You know, maybe a little bit of a hole in her offensive wrestling. But I mean, in the end, champions do what she, they're going to do. And, and you know, credit to Santos. She's tough. Um, that headbutt was unfortunate. She couldn't see on the side of her face for, for the entire rest of the way there. Um, but, you know, Valentina didn't – look, there, there's maybe a little controversy with the scoring. But at the end of the day, it's about damage and not control. And I think Santos had her on the ground a lot. She had some control, but she didn't do damage from those positions. And Valentina outstruck her on their feet, and Valentina was able to get those punches in from, from up underneath, even when Santos had her back. So it, it was a really good fight, but I definitely agree that Valentina took the decision. Given that I this think, is the rules we I go think, by I, now. I, I think what happened, Rob, is that it's the first time ever that um, that somebody actually wasn't afraid of, of, of Valentina. I think this is the first time ever that somebody was not afraid to fight Valentina Shevchenko. I think she just brings a lot of intimidation because of what she is. She's literally the most dominant women's fighter right now in the game, and, and especially in her division. 
and you and Valentina is literally now at this point where she's got to wait for new challengers, and now these new challengers just got to realize, all right, yes, she's intimidating, but Santos was the first one I think that realized, you know what, I think I could beat her. She's human, and it kind of showed. I don't, I don't want to say that she's got a weakness because I believe Valentina has a weakness. I think she's literally the perfect fighter. But I think what happened was, I think Valentina probably thought this was going to be another easy fight. I'm just going to march through there because all my fights have been pretty easy and pretty quick. And this one was, was you know, Santos came in. She's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take advantage of it. And in my opinion, I think in my opinion, it was severely close. I think okay. I would give, I wouldn't be mad if they gave it to Santos. But. No, I mean it was the first two rounds. You definitely went to Santos, in my opinion. Really, the the round three was, in my opinion, the swing round. Um, that was the round with really the headbutt. I think, yeah, yeah. But but like she had Valentina on her back. She took her to the ground, but she didn't really do any damage from when she had control position, and. You know, she she was very inactive. And I think Valentina was, like I said, way more active on her feet. And then even when Valentina was on her back, Santos didn't really do anything with that control. Uh, Valentina even had the triangle on her. And you can even say that round one was a flip-flop in Valentina's favor if you go back and look. But it was close. And, you know, like I agree. I actually thought it was going to go to Santos. Um but so you can, I mean, I, I honestly understand both sides, but I think the way the UFC is, you know, the way the judges do their scoring, it's it's not about control. It's about damage you do when you have control. That that really, that's what it comes down to the bottom line. No, I agree with you at that point. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think that uh, definitely, I think Valentina will come and be pretty happy the fact that she won that fight. And, uh, I also think that it creates opportunities now. Like, maybe we can get a sequel now because obviously how close this fight was. Yeah. I want to ask you about that. Um, so do you think if, like... Because there's a couple options you can you can do with Valentina right now. Um, if Misha Tate beats Murphy, maybe you go Misha Tate and Valentina. But if, if Murphy wins, then maybe you give Valentina number two versus Santos. Or do you wait until you see the winner of Pena versus Nunez? Well, for Dana's sake, I think Dana wants what's, what's obviously – Dana's got two options here. Right? You can go with the more logical one, which would probably be the winner between Murphy and and Tate, which – I think if, if Tate wins, you give her that. But if Murphy wins, you go Santos. I, maybe because – Santos already had her chance. Now I'll let Murphy get another chance at it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you could go with the other girl. The, what was her name? Kuhn again, whatever her name is. Chinoogan or whatever her name is. Oh, Caitlin? Caitlin. Chukunigan, whatever. Chukunigan. Yeah, she, you might give her a chance. Again. Uh, yeah. but, but, all right, we'll go with that side. But then you go with the money side. Obviously, mm-hmm. the winner of, of Peña Nunez would make more sense for them to fight uh, Valentina. But, but, Rob, if Pena wins, I do not believe that fight's going to happen. If, if, 
Juliana wins, you don't see Valentina and Juliana. No, I got you. If it's Amanda, yeah, and Valentina, Amanda wins, then I could see it. Yeah, I mean that's the money fight. That's the money fight, and that's the trilogy. Yes, so that means that's more money. Now, Pena, I guarantee you, if Pena fights and beats Amanda, and she wants to go fight Valentina. Valentina will wipe her on the floor. It'll be so quick. I'm I'm being 100% real with you. Valentina is a killer. Yep. But Juliana, not saying no disrespect to Juliana. I think Juliana is a great fighter. She's definitely worthy of the being the champ. She just doesn't attract people to want to watch her. You know, I, Amanda does. Amanda's the greatest ever. Right. Yeah. We, we, we can argue that. She is the greatest women's fighter of all time. Even with her loss to Juliana, she's still the greatest ever. Yeah. But I would not see Juliana fight Valentina because it will be very ugly for her. I just don't see it. I would agree. I mean, she's... It's hard because we're judging her off of that one fight versus Amanda and... You know, she could not totally not be ready for Valentina. But um the main I want to get to the main event. I don't know. Again, you you do you missed a hell of a fight. Um, you know, I I like you, I thought this was gonna be kind of bled for some reason, but it ended up being amazing. I mean, Yuri eventually gets the um the round five tap over Glover Teixeira, but this was a war, man. And it was one of the more exciting light heavyweight title fights you're gonna see. I mean there were five takedowns, uh, two submission attempts at least, six reversals. I mean, there were almost 500 strikes thrown. I was looking at the numbers earlier. It was barbaric. It was it was dramatic, back and forth, vile. Like, there were so many momentum-shifting moments. Right when you thought it was going to go one way, it went the other. And, you know, Glover opening up a bunch of cuts. Uh, Glover opening, a, opening up a bunch of cuts on Yeri. And then vice versa. I mean, Yuri busted up Glover's nose in the end there. Uh, but, you know, Yuri's ability to just get out of some of the ground positions against Glover was was just incredible. It was such a good fight with an unexpected finish, given how that fifth round was leaning, because you could have made a case um, that Glover was on his way to win had he survived the last 30 seconds. But, yeah, definitely check that out, uh, the highlights at least. I saw, I saw, I saw the whole thing. Um, you watched it when you got home? Yeah, no, I watched it. I, I watched it the day after. It was fucking good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it was no, it was really good. And like, again, I keep doubting Glover Teixeira because of his age, but yeah, I think we have to stop thinking. I think Glover Teixeira is a great, great, great guy, great fighter. It's pretty crazy that he's forty-two years old. Yeah, dude, and that he is the UFC champion, and he was winning that fight. He was winning that fight against Yuri. Like Yuri Pujaka was, uh, was was losing that fight. He was losing that fight until he did the submission. The submission saved saved him. It saved him because if you tell me Glover was going to win the was going to win the belt, and actually I saw the scorecard, and everybody was going with Glover Teixeira. Yeah, I think two had Glover Teixeira, and the uh, the one had even. So yeah. yeah. And if you watch the fifth round, was was definitely Glover to share his round. No, yeah, no, for sure. I think the whole fight was. I think he won each round pretty fairly, and uh, and um, 
granted, it was a close fight, and Yuri was losing. And you could tell, like, Yuri was getting frustrated because he probably thought it was going to be a walk in the park because he's some old man. But yeah, I mean, everybody expected a blowout. I expected it to be pretty bad because I thought, you know, Glover is a great champion, but Jan, he beat Jan pretty easy because Jan's just, you know, Jan's first up pretty old. And also the fact of the matter is Jan uh, isn't as fast as, per se, Yuri Puryaka. Yeah. But, but, uh, but what's the phrase? That doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. It's all about the experience. And if you, um, Glover has so much experience, and he's just a great fighter. Do you think Jan gets uh, Yuri now, or do you think it's going to be they're going to run it back between Glover and Yuri? I think it has to be Jan and, and Yuri. I think that that's the more attractive fight because uh, Poland versus Czech Republic, they could easily take that to like Prague sure. or somewhere in Eastern Europe and, and that would sell like a heartbeat. Yeah. Obviously, Czech Republic and Poland are pretty nearby, so it would make perfect sense and Eastern Europe would go crazy about this fight. So knowing Dana, I would he, if I was him, I'd try to put doing in Prague somewhere nearby there. And get that fight going, you know, and, and that would probably be the next fight. I mean, Glover will probably need to recuperate after that, get it together. He probably has to start thinking about his career a little bit because he's 42 years old. Yeah. Um, there's not much left fights for him at this point. Maybe he can wait for the winner of that. I, I got a question I, for I think, you. I think, I think Jan definitely deserves a title shot right now. Yeah, I do have a question, though. Yeah. So with Yuri's win, if um, Izzy defeats Cannoneer, do you see Izzy going back up and taking on Yuri? No, he does, no. He, he, he does not want no part of Yuri Pujaka. But Izzy on his feet is unstoppable. Yeah, but no, I uh, no Izzy that Izzy's Izzy's turn to get into light heavyweight. I think it's over. I think I think it's done. I don't think he wants a piece of Yuri Pujaka. Yeah, Yuri, I mean, I, if I were Yuri, him, I would stay down there in middleweight, too. Yuri Pujaka is a samurai. He's a straight savage. Granted, I, Izzy, Israel Anasanya is a fucking animal. And he's the best striker, one of the best strikers in, ML, in, in MLS. Wow. And UFC. Um, no question about it. But the problem is, man, Yuri Prajaka is another animal, man. That's a diff- that's a different beast. Different you, weight class. A different weight class. He's, you saw how tough Izzy tried to get. He completely neutralized him, yeah. It was tough for him. Yeah. So in my book, I think if I'm on, if I'm on Asanya, I stay there to dominate the middleweight. Listen. You got you got a monster possibly coming in that division. You're gonna possibly get now uh, the, the what's this race? She might have even trying to fight in the middle. Yes, yes. Um, I want to talk about before we wrap it up really briefly. Upcoming uh the next pay per view UFC two seventy six where it's got Izzy and Cannoneer, it's got Volkanovski and Holloway trilogy, it's got Strickland. We talked about this a little bit last time. Well, um, Murphy and Tate are fighting on that card, and you got Pedro and the Sean O'Malley. I, I mean, I'm excited for that. That's that's a loaded card. 
That's, that's a loaded a card. Loaded. That's a very loaded card. So, what do you think? I mean, do you think uh, makes if you want to make some predictions on the main event, the co-main event? Let's hear it if you got any. Well, I think uh, between Munoz and O'Malley, I think. Okay, we'll O'Malley. start there and we'll work our way up. O'Malley, O'Malley. Um, that's a big test for Sean O'Malley. I mean, that's a really big test. Munoz is a very good fighter. But um, I think Sean will win, but I don't think it'll be that easy. I don't think it'll be that easy. And then uh, Murphy and Tate. Murphy and Tate. I love Cupcake. I love her with all my heart. Yeah, ma'am. But I do not see her beating Murphy. And I don't see it. Murphy's big and strong. I don't see it. I just don't see it. And I love Misha. She's the greatest. I love her. Love her sexiness. But, <laughs> but I was waiting she, for something, man. I was waiting for something to come. She is, she's going to get her butt kicked. We're hinting at it. Murphy, I think Murphy's going to win that fight. Okay. And well, we got Brickland now. and uh, Alex Pereira. Uh, I think Sean will win that fight. Yeah, Sean's a savage. Sean's 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 very good, and he's hot right now. So I think uh, you have to go with Sean Strickland in that one. And then what now, about the fight? Which this could be the fight of the night. I mean, the co-main event. Yeah, this is unfinished business. You know, obviously yeah. uh, Volkanovski won both fights uh, very controversially. I think because obviously certain people believe that uh, that Holloway won both fights. Would probably agree on certain things, um, but. It's tough. Volk has not looked weak. No. Volk's look pretty damn strong. And um, it's a big test because Volkanovsky, there's there's no chink in that armor, you know. There's no there's no nothing like that. There's there's nothing in that. There's nothing that that you can see that says, okay, like all right, maybe if you do this, Volk and stuff. Like the toughest fight Volk had to fight was against was against Ortega recently, and or and he mauled he mauled Ortega. Dude, he he escaped so many headlocks that that one in the later rounds. Gee, yeah, 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 and and that just tells you the kind of fighter he is. And he's so tough. He's so tough, and he's on another level with his with his with his with his arsenal. He's just a very strong fighter. Now, granted, also Max Holloway is the one of the best to do it. Oh, he's a beast! And that monster, he's he's got amazing power for his hands. If he can be if he can be able to get one, one hit, one good hit on on Volk, to be interesting. But Volk's got a chin. He's got a chin from hell. Those Australians, man, they're fucking crazy. Max is three years younger, so yeah, but could that come into play. And it's, clearly, I feel like clearly, it's, I feel like it's clearly the age doesn't matter, though, bro. Yeah, I know, I'm, but but I mean, it it has been a bit since Max fought, right? I feel like it's been uh, a little bit. Yeah, because he yeah, obviously had the I setback. Believe, yeah, I believe it's been a year. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm excited for it. All right, man. Um. And then, and then, uh, your prediction, your final prediction here on the main event with Izzy and Cannonier. Do I need to put in a prediction? Yeah, I mean, I was fight? just just we'll run through Izzy. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. Hey, it's, uh, just put all your money on Israel. Yeah, he's the best. He's 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 in the discussion for pound for pound best fighter in UFC. I think a lot of people need to stop disrespecting this man. I think he personally, I think that this guy is is up there as one of the best middleweights to do it. I think he's in that level of of, of Silva level. He's getting there. I mean, he's yeah. just he's just dominating that division. It's like so easy. And he's fighting guys that are not bad fighters. I mean, he he he, he won both fights against against uh, Robert Whitaker. He's won uh, against Vittori. He literally made Vittori his bitch. He's literally embarrassed Paulo Costa, who's not really a middleweight. He's a light heavyweight, and he's still embarrassed him. He sexually harassed him. <laughs> Dude, he sexually harassed him. <laughs> Pay per view. You paid to watch him um, harass a dude. It is literally this guy's on another level. He's incredible. He's so entertaining. He's great. I love him. I literally will love listening to him. I feel like he'd be the chillest dude to hang out with. Like he'd be like the nicest guy to hang out with, but he's he he sheds out so much knowledge and he's yeah. just a master fighter. He's a very good fighter and I don't see anyone in that division Right now, that could beat that guy. No one. No one, no one, no one, no one, no one. No one. He's a freak. Cannonier is a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. He definitely yes. deserves his chance. But he's just going to be another victim in the Israel Anasanya uh, tornado. It's over. I think this guy's just going to keep fighting guys and just keep fighting for the hell of it because he's so fucking entertaining. Love it. All right, man. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to wrap it up here. Thanks, dude. Um, do you have anything to shout out, like your podcast, Say No More podcast? Uh, go ahead and do so. And I know you got your podcast production agency go to, uh, going too. So let everybody know where to find you. Well, first off, uh, to make an announcement uh, real quick, obviously, Rob's just said it. I have a studio uh, production company now. Obviously, Rob's BD4 podcast is in the uh, studio productions, which I'm very mm. proud to have. I'm very excited to have him on board. And uh, yeah, please guys give a follow up. We're going to have so many episodes on and not only just podcasts, we're going to have movies. Yeah. So talk about the movie you got coming up, man. Well, just to give it a brief, brief summary. Yeah. I'm releasing another movie. I already released one earlier uh, this year. I'm going to do another one. It'll hopefully be out by November 4th. That's the aiming goal, the uh, target date that we want for this film. We already started filming. It's called The Bat. It's great. I'm so excited because it's finally going to be in this production. This is going to be in Studio 69 Productions. It's official. I'm very excited. This is the first film that will come out. And obviously, I'm also going to be releasing another album, album as well. I'm going to release Molly 2, which I'm currently working on right now as we speak and i will i'll be glad to say that it's officially almost done so awesome hoping to be released releasing this stuff june 23rd june 23rd save the day save the day guys because it's simply only on anchor so very excited all right man Thank you. I appreciate you coming on the show, dude. Dude, I appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you. All man. right, man.
Alright guys, hope you enjoyed the show. That was Leo Rodriguez and I discussing UFC 275. Talking about the final three fights on that main card. Very, very good card. Some are calling it the best card of the year, no question. I agree with that. I think it was definitely the best card of the year. It was unbelievable. So much action. Great, exciting finishes. Even the decision fight, which people... Some people, people give... For some reason, MMA fans give a lot of crap to decision fights. It's like they want... It's like, dude, you're on the couch. Like, how how ridiculous do you have to sound? Like, finish her! Like, it's just like, come on. I, I But I did think that fight with Valentina going to decision was a fun fight. I mean, it was a close fight. You can make a case for either to be the victor there. Um, but I definitely, you know, given the MMA rules, like I said in our conversation, given the rules of the UFC scoring... That makes sense that it went down the way it did. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed our conversation talking about those three fights and what's ahead for the UFC. Um, if you have not yet, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on the many platforms. Download these episodes if you want, guys. Please, please, please be sure to download these episodes if you enjoy them so you can have them anytime. Um, and yeah, you know where to find me on social media. Facebook, RJ Carbone. Instagram, Rob J. Carbone. And... Um, that's all I've got. Guys, thank you once again. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Leo and I. Episode 380 in the books. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. This is episode 380 of BD4. And I'll see you in the next podcast. All right, guys. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.